Hello, um, welcome to the Government Digital Service Podcast. My name is Roth Stevens, and I'm a creative content producer at GDS. And today we're going to be talking about the Local Digital Declaration. This is a set of guiding principles that help support local authorities of all sizes and capabilities to deliver great digital services and platforms that meet the needs of their users. Since it launched two years ago, 223 public sector organisations have signed up to it. And to tell me more about the work the Declaration has done is Lisa Jeffrey and Mayan Liao. So welcome both to the podcast. And please could you tell me who you are, where you work and how you're involved with the Local Digital Declaration? So yeah, I'm Lisa Jeffrey. I'm a Regional Relationship Manager for our Government Digital Service, GDS. I'm based in Leeds and um, we're here to help open doors and raise awareness of the support that's available from GDS and to connect people where it's beneficial to do so to, to support digital transformation. I started working at GDS in May 2018 and that's just a couple of months before the Local Digital Declaration launched in July 2018 and I've been in, involved ever since then really over the last two years. Hi everyone, uh, I'm Mayn Liao, I'm the head of the Local Digital Collaboration uh, Unit. Um, so almost a year now at the Ministry of Housing, Communities and uh, Local Government and yeah, Lisa's a fantastic uh, champion of, of the decoration and we love working with her um, and GDS. And so I've actually seen it on, from both sides. So when I was working in the council in Southwark, um, we were co-signatories of the declaration. We also applied for the fund. So I have that perspective of what it feels like to be in the council. So yeah, it's been really fantastic seeing it uh, from both sides of, of the pond. Um, I described the local digital declaration briefly in the introduction, but I'd like to hear a bit more about it. It's a set of five principles. Um, could we talk through them? Um, so it's, it's, as you say, kind of, Laura, it's, we've got five principles in the declaration and it's based around the GDS um, service manual as well as the technology um, code of practice. Um, but the key things for us is that obviously we want users and citizens need to be first when you know designing a system and offering um, good uh, local services. And... The second one is around fixing the plumbing. So we want to fix the hard, complex problems. It's not very sexy, but it's completely vital um, for delivering uh, good services. And then we want to design safe, secure, and useful ways of um, sharing uh, information and data. And that's even more critical um, from COVID and what we've learned in the crisis response. And then the fourth one is to kind of demonstrate leadership in creating the conditions for genuine organizational um, transformation, making sure that it can actually happen. And then lastly, working in the open whenever we can, um, so as many people can learn um, from, from each other. So those are kind of the five principles we have in the declaration. So the Local Digital Declaration is a joint initiative from GDS and MHCLG. And can you describe for me who is it for? So it's aimed primarily at local authorities, um, and other public sector organisations that, that meet the requirements of signing the Local Digital Declaration. I think the Local Digital Declaration is a, is a great example um, of what can be achieved if, if we all work together. Um, it's co-written by 45 different organisations, so it's really about shared ambition uh, for the future of public services in the internet age, and it's now been signed by 223 different organisations. 
And can you describe some of the councils who have signed it? Um, sort of, are they big councils? Are they small councils? Who's signed up? I think it's all across the board. So we have obviously your big city metropolitan kind of um, councils right through to your county and district councils. Obviously, there are other organizations other than councils that have um, signed up to the declaration. So we'll, we're pretty much approaching that three-quarter mark of, of all councils um, in England, which is you know, great and shows the level of uh, ambition that, that councils are, sh are showcasing in terms of wanting to deliver like modern, amazing services to, to their citizens and community. And um, I know um, you both of you referenced this in the introduction. I wanted to go back in time a bit, um, looking back to 2018, because it's obviously its two-year um, birthday coming up very shortly. Um, so could you tell me, perhaps Lisa, from the GDS point of view, and Mayim, from when you were working at sort of the council point of view, um, why was the local digital declaration created? Yeah, no, I, I would say certainly being on the other side, uh, when the declaration was being created, it was it was... The, the need born out from kind of like a place, one place kind of state, what does good look like for local services and what the ambition look like for local services. And certainly in, again, in, in Southwark, I, I use it as a mechanism to drive forward a lot of things that I wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. So saying, here's a declaration, we've committed to it, you know, other organizations have committed to it. And this is the bar that we should try to kind of meet. So using that to say, you know, we need to have user research, we need to do build services in that user-centered way. Again, I, I could not have done without the decoration, without um, kind of the local digital fund. So certainly being a, a council officer, having something like that is just such a powerful mechanism to not only showcase what's um, possible, what we should be doing, um, but then but then also to say to senior management, this is what we're committing to, so let's do it. At the beginning as well, we did we did some roadshows. Um, I think it was really important we got out and about around the country um, when when we could, and that we could understand each other and work together across local and national government. You mentioned there about the roadshows, and you mentioned there about how you uh, it showed you what it did look like specifically for local councils. How important was that creation in collaboration between local and central government? I mean, I, I think it was crucial to make something like this actually work because you you need both perspectives of organizations from a council side, what central government is trying to achieve, and other organizations like LGA as well that kind of fed into um, the, the declaration. So it's, it's not really that MHCRG kind of holds the declaration or responsible for it. We're just kind of like uh, keeping it for, for the sector. Um, at this point in time, and it's very much like a shared uh, commitment and, and ownership of, of the declaration. So I think it was really crucial that it was co-written and co-published. Yeah, I'd, I think I'd agree, uh, as in there's, there's, it's more like a movement um, a cost than, than a mandate. So I think we're all on a, on a journey to improve public services and, and to make things better for people fundamentally. So collaboration and building capability and community and being human-centred and understanding how we are connected are all enablers to that goal, really. And Lisa, so can you explain a bit about your role as a regional relationship manager? Because I know um, since you've been here for two years, um, you made about over 40 visits in person to councils. Yeah, so um, as a re regional relationship manager for Government Digital Service, GDS, based in Leeds, um, we're here to sort of open doors to GDS, raise awareness of the support that's available from GDS and to connect people where it's beneficial support digital transformation and um, since 
the launch of the local digital declaration, I made 40 visits uh, in person to local authorities. And I've also met with many more local authorities through communities and events like local GovCamp, where the local digital declaration had a launch. It's been really helpful to connect with um, local authorities and to learn with them um, and to visit them in their own context. And I've seen um, the value of that and joining up services, people and places uh, to act as an enabler for collaboration. Mayen, I know your team is the Local Digital Collaboration Unit. Can you talk about your work there and also how you saw it from the other side at Southwark? Yeah, I mean, so currently we've got a number of projects that we're funding via a local uh, digital uh, fund. So we're funding basically projects to solve common challenges that councils um, have. Um, so said, uh, we're currently in round four of our funding. Um, so we do it in um, a stage kind of way and some of the rounds are open so councils can apply with completely new challenges or new ideas and some of our rounds are closed those ones those rounds are to allow our funded projects to kind of progress to to the next uh, stage so we've, we've actually funded 23 projects um so far and 100 distinct councils have actually worked collaboratively together on those projects so we've we've definitely shown via the fund that you know councils can actually come together and work on common challenges and like to be completely frank i when when i was that i was a bit dubious about this uh myself because you know, everyone knows it's hard like yeah everyone wants to kind of share and collaborate um together but you know everyone's got their own day jobs it takes time it takes you know resources to actually um, do collaborative are working so with with the fund it actually managed to bring councils together that we wouldn't have necessarily worked together before so for example when we were running the housing repairs project in Southwark we had uh, Lincoln, Gravesham um, and Lewisham working with uh, Southwark and we didn't have a relationship from a housing repair site before but because that was a priority problem for those councils we actually came together and it worked so I think it kind of demonstrates that when those problems are, you know, unique but priority to certain councils, councils will come together to, to solve those common challenges. So I think that's the great thing we've actually seen and proven is that that is possible as long as we remove and de-risk a lot of those barriers to collaborative working. So obviously that's why we offer the funds so that you know, councils with already stretched budgets are not using kind of like their own money and, and resources to actually solve those challenges. And some of these problems are really big um, for, for just one council to, to solve. Yeah, it's been super helpful, I think, to connect and to learn alongside with local authorities and, and going to visit them in their context through my visits. And I've seen the value in cross-organisational sort of connections and to join up services people and places to, to enable the collaboration i think it's um really helpful what the what the local digital declaration is doing to sort of highlight the good work that councils are doing and finding those assets that we can build on together and it's also helping create that space um, for people and organizations to create their own value with it within that space and this is sort of um preempted my next bit of question because I was, I was going to ask about um, what is allowed to happen over the two years. Yeah, I guess the, that bit about um, 
demonstrating the willingness and the ambition in council. So when the local digital fund was first uh, announced and we launched the first round, we had 389 expressions of interest, which was amazing. And majority of the ideas were all really sound. And I think that that bit about Lisa was saying on the amplifying the great work that is happening most councils just don't have the time to kind of blog and write about the amazing things that they're doing. And a lot of the times they don't think it's amazing. So I think the, the sharing and the learning from each other can't, can't be uh, underrated. It's, it's so important, whether they're funded projects or not funded projects. I think it's really important to, to get all these different approaches out so people can say, yep, that works that will work for me or no, I can actually just tweak this kind of approach. So they're not starting from zero. And I think um, one thing as well in terms of not starting from zero is um, we've seen um, the increased use of common components across local government. Um, Pete Hurley in last month's podcast said we do have nearly as many service teams in local government using gov.uk notify as we do in central government and so, and things like gov.uk pay as well that local government able to pick up and use their service. And Lisa, I know you've spoken at uh, design calls about about this as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think local authorities, they're delivering complex services, there's, there's limited resources, and it's often done at pace in, in these super challenging times. So there's real potential for platforms to improve outcomes. So for example, yep, Lisa Tricky at Dorset Council ran a great session with us the other week about how they are using gov.uk notify and pay uh, within their services. We announced um, gov.uk notify and pay local authority pilots back in 2017 and then we opened it up a lot more alongside the launch of the local digital declaration and since then uptake of these platforms especially notify has grown a lot as you say um, in local government and there does seem to be a universal willingness um, as Mayen said among local digital declaration projects to be using government platforms so that's just fantastic to see. And you've teed that up really nicely because we now have a clip from Lisa Truckee. So I am Lisa Tricky. I was appointed last summer as the service manager for digital strategy and design at Dorset Council. So um, we're a relatively new council. We were only formed on the 1st of April last year. And prior to that, I worked in the county council and I was I've always pretty much been involved in technology and digital work. So as you said, Dorset's a new council. And in a blog post you wrote, by signing the local digital declaration in the summer of 2018, it was great timing for us because it aligned with our digital aspirations, work we were already doing, and has enabled digital to be at the heart of the new Dorset council that is being formed. So can you talk a bit more about that? How's it helped you? We were we were really keen. We wanted to create this brand new council, you know, taking the best of the bits of the the work from previous councils but we wanted to create something new and different but um, obviously on day one we didn't have all the policies and strategies that you would normally have in place for a new council so the declaration for me in particular has been that mandate that I can reference I can hook the work onto and I can talk about to the organisation. We um, were able to create dedicated capacity for digital and change we've got that dedicated uh, capacity to help the organization to adopt digital but what was really important 
is we didn't want it to be seen as technology. We wanted it to be seen as um, something different to that. And from my perspective, for digital to be a success, it has to permeate through everything in the organisation. But there is this really fine balance all the time between technology and then bringing it back to people and designing services. So the other thing that we've done is celebrated Services Week. So that's been a, a a brilliant initiative from GDS because actually when we started to celebrate services week which we've done for two years we actually had a different set of people come into the room and um, suddenly realized that actually digital isn't just about technology it's about yeah doing things really differently and making sure that we meet the needs of our customers. What do you think by signing the local digital recognition it's allowed Dorset to do that it wouldn't have been able to do otherwise? So I think in in local government, there are always lots of competing agendas, lots of competing priorities. And unless you have legislation or some sort of government policy or guidance to, to hook your work onto, it can be really hard to drive that work forward unless you've got a chief executive that really gets it. You know, and we're actually quite fortunate in Dorset that we do have a really fantastic chief exec when it comes to digital. But what the declaration does then is gives you a, a clear mandate um, to have those conversations. You can reference what is happening elsewhere and that's really helpful um, and it's also really clear it's really clear about what we should be doing and so you can start to think about the plans and priorities you know for your particular council as a result of that. And I just wanted to ask about the common components um, because I know Dorset uses UK Pay for lots of your services um, including things like abandoned vehicle charges, highway licences and you also use UK Notify um, for other public sector services like flood online reporting tool and services to support young people. How in particular has Dorset used UK Notify? So we've used um, Notify to both integrated with our systems and just using the back end of Notify to um, to send information. And we've used Notify for text messaging information, emailing, but also probably the biggest um, through posting letters. So our waste partnership, for example, have used it to notify residents of changes to, to rounds or recycling schemes. Um, We've used it during COVID to respond to residents, keep residents informed, and even a group of staff that don't have access to the IT network informed. It's so quick and easy to set up. And in terms of trying to save money, using GovNotify over the last year, we've saved £55,000, which I know is not massive in the scale of things, but actually every penny counts at the moment for local government. So if you can quickly replace posting a letter with Notify or even better doing it by email or by text, then that's, that's really, really helpful. We've also used it to think about how we improve our communication with customers, in particularly around um, parents who have children with special educational needs. And we had this concept of the, the educational health and care plan process takes 20 weeks, so it's quite a long time. So how do we keep them better up to date? That's changed the experience of that service completely for parents. It's improved the relationship between the service and parents. So these components have a really, you know, have a really big impact, really positive impact for relatively for relatively low 
time investment. So how has um, being part of the local digital declaration community, how, how have you been able to connect with others? Have you spoken to other councils, perhaps in other areas of the country that you maybe might not have connected with before? Definitely. One of the best things for me that, that came out of the declaration is now we're able to connect with people through the Slack um, channel of, that has been put in place for this. And that's just brilliant. You can reach out to anybody and just ask, are you doing this? You know, or we're doing this. And that's just been brilliant. Um, in particular, we've been working with Barnsley on um, a local digital funded project around income. So it's enabled us to get involved in that. But, but, you know, before it was just really difficult. You didn't know, you, especially I think being down in the southwest, you know, it's not like when you're in the London boroughs and you've got those connections quite close by. So to, to be able to be part of that network and to be able to reach out to people. And I have to say it's one of the, the best communities in terms of people are always so helpful to share information. Um, it, prior to COVID meet you show you what they've been doing you know it's absolutely fantastic to have that that network and to be able to use that and you mentioned COVID and I saw that this month you tweeted the declaration of fund has been so positive for local government in raising the digital agenda locally sharing and learning from each other across the country it's definitely positioned us better to respond to COVID-19 could you talk a bit more about how the declaration has helped you Definitely. I mean, because we've been um, in a place where we've been doing our own sort of um, low code and development, I think we've stood up over 10 online services. They've taken over 20,000 sort of applications. So um, we've we were able to move at pace for those things, which was which was really helpful in terms of the department MHCLG having the Friday calls and you know quickly putting those in place so we were able to connect into those and hear what other people were doing and um, you know learn from others continually so they were brilliant you didn't feel so alone in what you were doing and we what we often find in the world of digital you we find that information then you can share across the rest of the organization and, and push into different areas so that's really helpful. Um Part of the declaration is committing to a project and Dorset's was about developing the digital skills with Dorset Council Partnership. I don't know if you could tell me a bit more about that. Yeah, so we've done, so so our declaration project is around digital skills and we've come at that from sort of multiple different angles and actually we've just been nominated in digital leaders for it, so quite excited about that. So one of the strands is around developing champions within the community, so we have about 75 digital champions within the community helping to helping with that digital inclusion gap that we see and when COVID hit that was, and that enabled us to be in a position where we could move that offer into a digital hotline and people were able to ring and get that support so people who'd never even thought about going online pre-covid suddenly were interested in order to keep in contact with their families so we've had over 220 calls to that and I think that's just that will remain as a lasting legacy I think of covid and will continue to grow Congratulations. I, I need luck with all the nominations. <laughs> um, and so if there's um, somebody from a council or local government who's listening um, and they maybe haven't signed it, is there anything you'd like to say to sort of to them about why or how it's helped you or if they're like address anything you think they might be concerned about? I I get quite a lot of contact about people, how you get started. And I think just being part of that bigger network, hearing what other people are doing, learning you know, from you know, people like Hackney have, have done fantastic work 
I might not have had sight of that before this. So, you know, having that ability to learn from others. And, you know, I hope we get to a point with the local digital fund um, alpha projects that, you know, they will be able to be shared and we'll be able to take those and, you know, implement them here in Dorset. You know, what the declaration has done is just, it's opened up those networks. You can see what other people are doing. It's, when you're starting out, on digital in a local authority quite often you're the only one trying to champion the cause and um, having people that you can talk to and see actually the end you know the end well not necessarily end results but there's there's good progress being made and it's worth it's worth the effort um, that's really helpful it kind of keeps you going and until you can build that coalition inside your own organization to help with that messaging those networks are really valuable I, I think for me that what, what Lisa said right at the end about that you're not alone certainly again in a similar kind of feelings when you're you're in a council and you're thinking am I just a mad digital person <laughs> in, the, in the entire council so that definitely resonate uh, with me when I was working in councils like I said being a part of that community being able to say here's what good looks like um, and here's what we should be doing is, is so powerful. So it's great to hear that, you know, we're supporting Lisa in that kind of way and also giving her a, a place to call home that she's 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 not the odd one out. There's lots of people in this space and, and everyone's willing to kind of share and help each other out. So that was really heartwarming for me. Yeah, I think it just really struck me that that local authorities are on, on, the, on the front line of, of public service provision and really helping people to do the things that they need to do within their communities and, um, delivering um delivering um such a lot really i thought um it, the the comments around leadership were really interested in and in, in getting that buying and um and the focus on sort of user-centered design as well is really interesting um i think that's kind of opened up when we when we held um the local the first local gov design day as well uh, in partnership with birmingham city council as well that's kind of something that's kind of opened up as a um as, as, as something that's kind of come out of us all working together, I think, with MHCLG, and that was something uh, the user-centered design community did, and that was attended by around 200 people. Also, part of the declaration is building digital capability. We're now going to hear from Paul Fleming, whose organisation has gone on GDS Academy training. So my name is Paul Fleming. I'm the Director of Digital and Business Change in Blackburn with Darwin Council, which is a unitary authority in the northwest of England. And am I right in saying you've been at the council for about two years now, and it's been quite a busy time for the digital team over that period. There's a new digital directorate's been formed, and you've had a new website published. Yeah, it's been a bit of a roller coaster couple of years. So I came over from the NHS. I'd, I'd worked sort of locally and nationally in the NHS, and um, decided to make the the leap into local government. And that was, I think, that's two years this week. So uh, it's been a really exciting couple of years. It was a, a new directorate that was formed, um, quite a large team, um, just under 150 staff. And it was really um, the dawn of a, a new era with, with digital and, and trying to take things uh, further for our local population. And you've signed the local digital declaration in February 2019. Um, how has it helped you? It's helped us in uh, many ways, I think. So first of all, it was a real visible commitment for us um, signing the declaration. Uh, it was something that was really exciting for me. I've always been a around collaboration 
around learning and I think it it provided this this brilliant framework for us but but first and foremost it was a visible commitment for us we, we got our exec member our, our elected member um, you know stood up uh, in front of the press with me talking about about that locally and um, it was a sign to the, to the public it was a, a real sign to our organization of, of a path of travel for us um, and it, it really it gave us a framework from, from there on in that I've been able to to work with my teams and wider teams on to, to I suppose beyond that create a, create a bit of a culture with the organization and I think you know a lot of that would have been achievable without without a, a sort of national and local collaboration like like the declaration but it, it definitely helped me it definitely legitimized a lot of the thinking that we were doing and, and I, I suppose since then what what it's opened up you know some of the learning and some of the collaboration has definitely been able to take us enabled us to go further than, than what we could have done I, I think without it. And you mentioned there about the collaboration learning can you give me some examples of that? Yeah, I think one of the major things the declaration has brought is the blogs to me. I find this really interesting that there's this open way of working. As a council, we launched our blog. Um, I had my eye on, on many of the blogs, like learning from others, and, and I just found found them so open and, and, and so much learning in there. That was a really refreshing change for me. I think, you know, wider than that, collaborating on bids has, has been interesting we've not i don't think we've we've been successful with a bid yet through through the the sort of collaborative funding uh, over the last whatever 18 months it's been but what we have got from working on those bids is collaborating with others so i, I know we were working with lincolnshire council around waste and we've talked to a number of others leeds council amongst other local authorities i think important for me i came from a different sector um different part of the public sector in the nhs and it's helped me speed up those connections with with people um you know through social media off the back of the blogs off the back of the collaborations and and i just think that would have took me a longer time it would have took me more more than this couple of years to really build some decent conversations up with people you have preempted my my next question which was if you um so you're talking there about how the local digital declarations like um, really massively sped up things for you. Um, I was going to ask if you hadn't signed it, what do you think would have been different? I think the pace of change might might have been um, different. I think it would have been slower. Um, and maybe, you know, if I hadn't signed it, I'd have been looking from the outside in. So I would have been picking up all of this, but without being a signatory. And we wouldn't have then made that commitment to the, the wider cause. And that's important. And since signing the declaration and, and picking up all those different connections, I just have a much better network. And it's really important that I commit to that network and, and our council is a full signatory to that so that I share that learning so other people don't go through maybe the pain I went through before in, in trying to work some of these things out. So to really progress and transformation can work faster by this sort of, you know, super learning network that, that is, is built up. And, you know, when I, when I looked into everything, there was some really good networks going on. And, and this is kind of, this brings together a bit of a, bit of a family of, of those networks. So uh, it, it just op- opened up my eyes to the sector, opened up a lot of connections. And yeah, definitely, definitely speeded up uh, both pace for me and hopefully pace for others um, learning from us now. Yeah, for sure. I think the community aspect of it is something that when I've been researching has come up a lot. So what shared challenges do councils have? We're all trying to do the same things. We've got the same challenges, the same requirements for people. Um, and it's up to us then to to land those solutions, working with people locally, co-designing what we're doing um, to get that right for people. And the more we share 
those designs and those approaches, um, I think the faster we can get to the right conversation with, with people and residents locally. We've shared challenges around um, certainly COVID-19 and the pandemic and the challenges that's thrown up, a massive amount of collaboration and, and good open working on that. That's, that's helped us. Um, I think the website, when we released the website last year, we went open source and was doing a lot of learning from others on that. And talking about um, the coronavirus response, and that is a challenge faced by everybody. I was reading a blog post you'd written where you said, um, last summer we had undergone government digital service training and agile ways of working, including rapid development of solutions, multidisciplinary development and user research. And we're using this learning and dealing with the pandemic. And this learning was provided through the digital declaration, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I mean, th this has been, this has been, I, I don't know if it's, it's luck. It's definitely part design, part luck around timing. But we, we went through the GDS Agile Teams training last summer, summer 2019. That, that was perfect timing going into such a, a huge crisis because everything we've learned and, and, and expanded on since then has, has been used. And I don't think we would have handled this pandemic as well without that training. And we, we really went on a journey after doing the Agile Teams training. Um, a lot of the team started to get really interested in the agenda, obviously, and and get interested in the, in the individual lines of learning, you know, customer research or, or service design or, or other sections. So that started to break out. We developed our own internal learning um, track off the back of that, and, and we've expanded that across the council. And so we started with my directorate and, and probably probably trained 100 people in the directorate um, on, on the GDS um, team's approach. Uh, agile teams approach but then we started to break that out into different departments so we had people from social care we had people from environmental health we had people from uh, environment and waste all doing the same sort of training that we had through through gds so it i can't i can't stress how valuable that that has been going through that and the fact that it was you know it was complimentary it was free training for us at that time through signing the declaration it's just was just great and massive for us. I don't know if we could have invested as much as we did. So, so we created this movement off the back of that. Um, and, and you know, it's part declaration, but a big part of, of signing up was 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 the input we got from the training. And the movement kind of started. The first thing we did, the first agile project we did, was to redesign the space that the digital team worked in. And this engaged the whole team. They they ran it on sprints. They ran it with kanbans. Um, in this one corner of the office that, that they had. You know. So the office then, you know, a couple of months later, looked completely different. And I think that then grew. Um, other people saw that, HR then saw that, and they started looking at the, the department and changing their layouts. And this was all based on the learning that we picked up in those courses from, from GDS through the declaration. So, yeah, I can't stress how important it's been. It's, it's kind of really changed the game culturally for us. And importantly, it's give us those strong methods that methodology because you do need that you do need that um real learning and, and those real um strong methods and, and approaches um to, to create something good so it seems like there's been a big ripple effect from it yeah and you know that's exactly what we want we want we want a movement we want a movement around digital and, and design and agile and what the best things for, for our residents and, and you know these approaches help us help us to achieve that so so it, it has created a ripple effect and it's really uh, heartening to see people taking on board the, the thinking and um, 
I see things now just happening in the organization that, you know, I suppose many, many years ago, you'd, you would have controlled that from an IT section and it would have gone a lot slower um, and people would have been, you know, <laughs> against IT sometimes and the technology teams for, for slowing things down. We, we've now created a movement where things, things are happening Clear that this has had a big effect um, in your organisation. And I guess, is there one thing you'd say to somebody who was looking to sign up to the local digital declaration? So I, th I think it's multifaceted. I don't think you know, I could say one thing why you should, you know, if it was to say one thing, it'd be, you know, come and join join this collaboration. But really, it's multifaceted in, in the fact that you need to commit, you need to make a visible commitment. And I think, you know, as a, as a local authority, um, you're getting the buy-in from the politicians because really you can't sign that declaration without getting uh, executive membership buy-in to that. And by getting that, you're raising the profile of digital. So so I think commitment, visible commitment and political commitment is important. Um, and then the, the other things are, I think two more things. One is the framework and the skills you get out of it. And then the third the third part would be around the learning and the collaboration. And I've not even thought, well, I suppose when I first looked at it, you know, I saw there was opportunities around funding. Um, and, and when I was talking to politicians, I said, you know, if, if we sign this declaration, there is training, there is funding available, it opens up more doors. But the funding has, has not been, I mean, we've not been successful in the funding rounds, but, but that hasn't mattered. We've actually got more out of those other aspects than, you know, I can't put a price on some of that stuff because it's going to be taking hundreds of thousands of pounds off our cost lines by working in this way. So, um, yeah, I suppose my, my, my eyes have been opened the more I've been part of, of, of what, what the declaration has opened up really is a whole new world, um, for us. So what about, um, next things you'd like to see the declaration offering? Yeah, I, th I think something I, I kind of called out very early on around, cause I come from the NHS and, and they had uh, like an academy for basically the CIOs uh, that would go through, you know, a, tra a training. Uh, and that was basically like looking at the leadership issues we've got in digital in the NHS. So I came out of that world. And when I came into the council, I was looking for the equivalent. And I know the GDS Academy does certain things. I, I think the the digital declaration could probably go a step further and, and look at like how we develop that leadership um, a little bit more in depth. I think that would be an area I'd be really interested in. Um, but what, what I did think was, can we post more people out? Can we have shorts of comments? Can we expose people? I would love to expose some of my people to GDS teams uh, and, um, you know, some of these central teams were, were, I think, you know, sometimes you're at the really sharp end. So I think more taking a collaboration a step further and actually exposing people. So whether that's across different local authorities, whether that's uh, working between central and local, I think that's, that's an area I'd love to see developed up and, you know, I'd, I'd love to personally sit in another team for a few days and see how things work and, and invite others to come and, and do the same uh, in our team. And, and you know, ditto for all, all of my staff who have, have got the interest on, on that side. It's just fantastic to hear from, from Paul and the feedback that he's had in this council. Kind of mirrors the experience I had in Southwark as well is that, you know, when you're initially trying to sell why you should sign the declaration, you obviously use the funding and the free training as that kind of carrot uh, to get your senior management and politicians um, interested. But then seeing the wider benefits 
of like the the results of the training as well as that kind of uh, organizational transformation and that ingraining of digital and user-centeredness um, approach is is always fantastic to to hear and Paul's like a great example to showcase what what is possible when you've got that someone who believes it and drives it and uses like, the decoration as well as all the benefits to kind of spearhead the movement in his council. So I think that that again um, stuck with me. And other, in terms of training, obviously it's part, partnership with um, GDS Academy. We've put through uh, 1,183 council officers and leaders to date on free training. And yeah, we've just had amazing yeah, um, feedback and in response on, on that, especially the Agile for Teams that kind of um, Paul uh, references. And because we go to the councils when we run that training, I think that's the great thing about that particular course where it's in the council, it's with other people in your council rather than you in isolation doing that training. So because of COVID-19, a lot of our training is on pause at the moment, um, but we're going to be looking with GDS Academy to um, start the training back up again, obviously following government regulations. Yeah, I mean, wow, what what, what a great story of, of change and, and overcoming challenges. Um, I really like how Paul is involving everyone on, on this journey and including people and thinking about the enablers to change, even down to redesigning the space in which people work. So yeah, there was, um, as Mayan said, there's um, MHC and LG and GDS Academy run, run training to, to build this capability and uh, courses, some of them were delivered at the time at the GDS Academy venues and then the Agile for Teens was delivered at the local authorities own location and it kind of enables the teams to get this really hands-on experience about how to apply um, Agile methodologies within their own environment, within their own context and I thought it was great how Paul's kind of really embedded the learning that he, he took from the um, from the training and he's embedded it and really been able to, to use it. Paul spoke about how the training has helped his organisation during coronavirus and how else has the declaration been helping during this pandemic? Yeah, so initially at the beginning of um, COVID, we had weekly calls specifically around the crisis response that local authorities are facing, obviously, on the, the sharp end of the stick on supporting the communities. And then it, now we're kind of moving to bi-weekly calls on that kind of phased recovery as, again, councils uh, start to kind of think of reopening services like libraries, community centres, but as well as that, that blend of face-to-face -face interaction versus uh, remote um, interaction. And there's the real willingness and thing of momentum now from not to not go back to the way it was. So councils have, have seen that, you know, we can do things fast, we can share data, we can do things uh, securely, but do it in a way that actually meets our resident needs. So I think there's a real ambition and uh, a real, the right time really to kind of look at all organizational transformation um, and seeing how digital can actually make service delivery even better um, and, and, and engage more, more residents. So we're also looking at launching a special uh, COVID round, which hopefully uh, will be live once this podcast um, goes out. So that's in recognition of all the, you know, the moving from crisis response now to phase recovery. So again, councils are coming up with similar challenges that we would like to help support councils with. And sort of on that, um, if um, somebody is listening um, from local government, 
how do they get in touch? How do they stay connected? How do they sign up to the declaration? The Slack channels are, um, are absolutely fantastic. Um, and the local um, Gov Digital community is brilliant. And you've got GDS folks on there from all different teams um, wanting to support you and answering any questions about uh, any of um, the kind of support wrap that we had around the local digital declarations, whether that's common platforms, the GDS Academy training, and we, we kind of raised a bit of awareness around the digital marketplace or the Crown Commercial Service and, um, um, you know, the service standards. Sure. So our website, um, localdigital.gov.uk, um, has all the information on how to sign up as a signatory. You can also um, follow us on Twitter um, at ldgov.uk, and we're all there. And yeah, by all means, DM directly to us or uh, to the channel, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, and because we're obviously coming up to our two-year anniversary um, in July, and not only the podcast, which again, thank you, um, for, for the opportunity to speak about the decoration. Um, we're going to be launching a whole uh, uh, campaign and celebration, which is going to last a month. So there's going to be lots of activities um, that will amplify all the amazing work that uh, local councils uh, are doing at the moment, but also kind of get people to think about how what does it mean to kind of recommit to the decoration to like properly bring in more of the principles of the decoration and what, what's that kind of journey that councils not just Lisa and Paul but other people have had so we'll be showcasing um, a lot of those great stories more as well. Um, so thank you both so much for coming on the podcast today it's been great having you and you can listen to all the episodes of the Government Digital Service podcast on Apple Music, Spotify, and all other major podcast platforms. And the transcripts are available on Podbean. Thanks, Lisa and Laura. It's been good fun. Thanks very much. It's been brilliant. Thank you.